With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Thank you for joining us today. My guest is Derek Lockhart, and he is the band leader for the progressive jazz fusion band Clientele. But um, before I bring Derek on, and later on in the show, we're going to bring in Todd Todd Brown, their uh, lead vocalist. But I wanted to kind of set up for you um, the stage of of the Seattle music scene and kind of take you back and bring you forward to where we are today. But long before grunge, there was a vibrant music scene in Seattle, one that was grounded in the speakeasy culture of the 1920s and nurtured by the wartime boom of the 1940s. New musical traditions mixed with old to produce rich blends of jazz, swing, and rhythm and blues in nightclubs and dance halls up and down Jackson Street and the central area. And it was here that up-and-coming stars like Quincy Jones, Ray Charles, Ernestine Anderson, and later Jimi Hendrix began to make their musical mark on the world. From 1937 to 1951, Jackson Street had over 34 nightclubs, and they had an anything-goes atmosphere that extended to music. Talented musicians, locals, as well as members from visiting big-name bands fronted by the likes of Lionel Hampton, Duke Ellington, Count Basie, and many others came and went learning from each other and teaching each other in jam sessions that often lasted all through the night. That music helped break through racial barriers and laid the groundwork for what's known as the Northwest Sound in rock and roll. Many of the pioneers of Northwest rock were white teenagers who grew up listening to black R&B. And when Northwest garage bands began growling out Louie Louie in the early 1960s, They were traveling on a train that could be traced right back to Jackson Street. And I am happy to have Derek on because he's going to take us on this journey because Seattle hasn't been known for kind of being a leader in jazz and funk and blues, but it is, and it has a rich, rich history. And you don't have to go to New Orleans, and you don't have to go to Chicago to hear it. It's happening right today in Seattle. Thanks, Derek, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. You have a great band, Clientele, and I, I wanted you to kind of tell everybody a little bit about it. We're going to introduce everyone to some music. We're going to bring Todd on, and uh, we're going to expose people to this great sound that's coming out of Seattle, led by you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Clientele, it's spelled K-L-Y-N-T-E-L. Can you can you give us the, the history on that unique spelling? You know, I, I wanted something that was going to be catchy but at the same time have a meaning. And, of course, everyone knows, uh, for those that do or don't know, uh, clientele, of course, means uh, getting customers or a following. And we wanted something to um, emphasize that. And uh, to be something different, uh, we we thought that it would be catchy to to have the spelling um, a little different, of course. And believe it or not, we started off as a quartet um, back in the days of um, New Edition and uh, following the, the days of uh, the Temptations. And we were, believe it or not, a vocal group. And uh, in the early 90s is what we started off as. And there were no instruments. Um, our voices were our instruments. We kind of took a hiatus from music and um 
we started uh, the music back up um, about uh, seven years ago, and uh, here we are. Wow. Well, you guys are also known as being a very high-energy, great band to see live. Um, and, you know, a lot of times the music doesn't transfer from, like, the CD to live, but I've just heard wonderful things about you guys live. And it seems like you have a huge following that really likes to get out and, and watch you because that energy just completely transfers to the live shows. Absolutely. We've been we've been called a festival band. We've been praised for our, um, I think what's, um, and not to toot our own horn, I think what's um, put us in the forefront is our live show. Um, we are musicians at heart. I, I believe, I, I think I can safely say that we are the musician musicians. Um, we're, we are a, a seven-piece band. Uh, we have everything from Latin percussion uh, to bass to keys to drums. Um, and, you know, when we're on stage, we disconnect. You know, in, in the beginning, um, as far as the band goes, we, we really didn't know what we wanted to do. All we knew is that we wanted to play. So we actually started off as a jam band. And we knew that uh, it was something fusion. And, um, of course, through trial and error, we just happened to get a bunch of guys that just love to play. And we didn't have to talk to each other. We didn't have to stop and play. In fact, our first album, um, Uninhibited, uh, Uninhibited, the uh, group collective, was a myriad of just jams, of fusion jazz. And we recorded it live at a place that's now closed down called HD Hotspurs in Kent. And we had about um, 10 or 11 uh, cuts that were just absolutely awesome, and we recorded it, and till this day, it's been a hit in Europe. I was going to say, you, you've had great success in Europe. Yes, absolutely, um, absolutely. We've actually um, had people, uh, com- companies and um, record labels that have actually reached out to us, and unfortunately, we hadn't had a chance to come out there yet, uh, but they're looking for more of that sound, and we are coming out with a new CD called Client Intelligence. It's more of an R&B feel, but we actually have some more jazz fusion stuff coming out. It's just it's embedded in our blood. Um, mm-hmm. And stay tuned. We've, we've actually got to rebirth some of the stuff that we've done on Uninhibited and come back with that sound. Well, it's amazing because it's it's really hard to kind of label you guys because, you know, you know, this, there's a lot of influences in your music, and so it's just not one sound. You know, fusion is a really good word. I mean, there's some Earth, Wind, and Fire. There's some Santana. I heard some Cool in the Gang when I was listening to it, maybe it even a little Will Smith. I don't know, you know. Right. There's all kinds of things going on, but it's really fresh and current, and um, and there's salsa in there. I've heard strings um, at one point. Uh, very, very progressive, and it's yeah. really you know, the the, the way Absolutely. that jazz is, is, is going to, to new people who are listening all the time. Absolutely. You know, I, I think jazz is really growing. It It, it is, and it, and it's, you said it best. It's like we're, we're an R&B band, but we're not an R&B band. We're a soul band, but we're not. We're a jazz band, but we're not. And we, we decided, especially in this next album, we didn't want to put a label on it, and that was something that we decided even early on in our career what are we going to be? And, you know, finally, in fact, our music director, our bass player, Marvin Shields Jr., said, you know, why label it? You know, we're um, we're a musical pot of gumbo is the best way to describe what we do. Let's just get into the studio. Let's, let's light some sage. Let's turn the lights down. Let's just play. And that's, that's what we do. Whatever comes out is what comes out. And it's, Fortunately for us, it's always been something that people seem to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's – who doesn't like gumbo, for one thing? I mean, you know, it's <laughs> exactly. a great music A little bit of spice, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of soul. Exactly. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so make a pot of gumbo and put on clientele, and you have yourself a party right there. You know? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't think people really realize about the, the legacy of of – soul and jazz and R&B in Seattle. They just think of it as grunge, maybe, you know, yeah. some some rock and roll. But really there's a huge, huge legacy that goes back to, to the beginning of the 1900s in, in Seattle. Absolutely. And I'm glad to see this kind of this rebirth of, of a spotlight on it, so to speak. Absolutely. Um, you know, from Quincy Jones to Ray Charles, um, um, you said it best in the very beginning of this program, 
um, you know, my uncle, uh, Daryl Lockhart, um, had a band called, I uh, don't laugh, Daryl Lockhart and the Rivers of Love. And I remember mm-hmm. my dad was a trumpet player, and they, Capitol Hill, used to just be inundated with just live music. This is prior to the disco era um, when DJs were big, and it was nothing but live music. This is when Lakeside, before they were big with Fantastic Boys, when they were called the Ohio Lakeside Express. And all these bands and Earth, Wind, and Fire would all come here. And Seattle was a musical hot spot. And live music was just it was just pumping up and down um, here in Seattle. And, um, you know, it, it's funny um, that I forget what song it was, Disco Killed It. <laughs> but it, it actually <laughs> really did, not to knock disco or anything like that. But when, you know, like with any music genre, um, Things changed, and uh, with the DJ, um, unfortunately, um, yeah, that, that whole scene kind of changed, and, uh, you know, times have changed, And but now the good news is things are coming back. You've actually have some awesome artists coming out um, with soul music. You've got Alan Stone. Um, you've got artists like Chocolate. Um, you've got Jay Charles. Of course, you've got us, Clientel, and, and a bunch of artists that you haven't heard of, and there's a lot of, if you look, um, closely, um, especially you know with your with your magazine, I definitely want to say with your program, um, you you shine the spotlight on what's going on, and that's been kind of the complaint that we've been hearing that hey you know there's a lot of artists that come through, but no one hears about it. Well, this folks I can tell you out there in Radio Land, if you look at this site and this radio station you can actually follow up and see who's coming into town and you'll know um, that their music is alive and well here, especially with soul and jazz. Absolutely. You know, a, a complaint that I hear a lot from people out there is, you know, they're just not making good music anymore. And my argument to that is they are making good music. It's just harder to find. You have to work for it. you got to dig a little deeper. It used to be back in the day the DJs would spoon feed us all this stuff. But things changed. Right. I was part of that change when that happened. And it, it, it used to be artists could walk in and they could hand us a demo, and we liked it, we'd spin it. And then in the 90s, there was this big shift, and, and the, the independent stations got bought up. Everything was locked up. We were given a strict playlist. So, and, 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 that, and that's being reflected in music. But there's a shift going on right now, and nobody really knows where it's going to land. But the thing is, there's fantastic music going out there, but it really takes a village. It takes somebody turning me onto it and me turning someone else onto it. And it, you have to, you know, it's like starting a fire with Flint. you got to spark, 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 work at it to build that fire. But the music is there. And you just have to work a little bit harder than what we're used to working for to hear good music. I think it is. I believe it's just what you said. It's just networking. It's it's networking with um, folks like yourself and artists and musicians like us to network together to bring the music back to the forefront. You know, unfortunately, with the way that the industry has changed, um, songwriters, um, we're not going to make our money um, off of selling our music anymore. Um, I was the licensing manager for ASCAP. Um, for Washington and Alaska, and I would actually go out and I would license the bars and the restaurants and the hotels, and I would hear a lot of griping. Well, they, you know, you guys, Bruce Springsteen has made a lot of money, and why do I have to pay him? And you know, I, and I'd hear all this, and it was actually it was pretty sad. And I would, you know, tell people that, you know, that's so. What are you saying that if you sold enough, you know, food and hot wings, and you were a millionaire, that all your customers you should give them wings for free, well, that's that's not fair. So we have to go out there and work even harder by performing and, and bringing this music to the forefront and saying, hey, listen, we're giving you live music. We're not auto-tuning it. We're not we're, – we're, we're bringing live performances and musicianship and an actual show where you can actually bring your family – and your wife and and enjoy good music again. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think what people also don't understand is like the minimum 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 to make a, a an album is what like you know maybe five thousand dollars. That has to be paid up front. And then, but but the public has this access to to that album almost 
free online. You know, you can go almost anywhere and get that album free. So, so the artist is not making his money back when we're getting that no. music for free. So the artist Absolutely. has to make the money in the live shows, through merchandise sales, and that type of thing because they've had to put that money up front. So it's most important for us to support live shows because that's where they're making the, you know, they're making the money back at. I mean, you got to make money. I mean, that's that, that's just. I mean, you know, I mean, it's 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 just life. Yeah, exactly, and that's what we. You hit the um, the uh, nail on the head. It's what we do. We get in, and if we're fortunate enough to have with us um, our lead singer, who we'll bring on later, uh, Todd Brown. He has a studio, but you know, when you have. Um, you know, six or seven pieces, um, you know, you actually need a studio to go in and then you've you've got engineering, uh, you've got to master it. And that stuff's not, it's not cheap. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, to get in and to continue to grow, the creative process is the easy process. But to actually put that, um, well, we no longer call, I, I'm going to date myself to put it on wax, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so to say, is, um, you know, the, the most expensive part. And that's why we enjoy doing what we do. Um, and, and we love it, and we, and we want to continue to do that and bring it to the forefront. All right. Well, I think we've teased people long enough. I'm going to play uh, every night and every day. We're going to bring right. Todd Brown on to join the discussion. Todd, I mean, he's got a deep musical experience and uh, reputation, a great sound. Yes, he does. He's worked with MC Hammer. He's been signed to Motown. I mean, he's a real deal. So we're going to let you listen. We're going to bring Todd into this discussion, and um, I just hope that you enjoy clientele as much as I do. We will be back in just a moment, not only with Derek Lockhart, but with Todd Brown. We'll be right back. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. You know I've been around the world and back.
right. You got a little taste of clientele. You can find them at clientele.com, which is K-L-Y-N-T-E-L.com. We had a little problem getting Todd on the line. We're going to continue to try to get him. There's a mix-up in the, in the time on that. But uh, I still have Derek with us, and we're going to continue to talk about this uh, great sound that's coming out of Seattle, especially in soul and R&B and funk and blues, and a lot of times that gets passed over when you think about Seattle, but it really, really shouldn't. One of my pet peeves, Derek, is that those 34, 35, 36 nightclubs that used to be down on Jackson Street, they're no longer there anymore, and so even in Seattle, you have to work a little bit harder to even find live music because it's scattered, you know, from in the Seattle's a, a huge metropolitan area. Even for us in the area, you kind of have to leapfrog around to 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 get to these live events. It's it's not as easily accessed for us like it was back in the day down on Jackson Street. Exactly. Um, now you can find it anywhere from Tacoma up to North Seattle, um, scattered throughout um, downtown Seattle. Some spots in Capitol Hill. And, you know, with the way that the club owners are and how things are going, um, you know, it's – I remember back in the day the club owners would be the ones that are solely responsible for um, doing a promotion. Now, you know, I I think that it it should work hand-in-hand. I I believe that both parties should should promote. But, you know, I don't think that it's fair that – you know, you have these bar owners who are making literally thousands of dollars off the bar and you're giving a door split uh, to a band or two and you're walking away with a couple hundred dollars. You know, I just don't think it's fair, but, you know, there are certain um, avenues that um, songwriters and musicians that are taking um, the bull by the horn, so to speak, to say, hey, you know, we're going to take it back to the days of old and, look out running out our own venues and, you know, getting our own banquet license and um, making it about the music again and not so much about um, the actual venue itself and, and entertaining mm-hmm. our um, our supporters. And it looks Has like Todd just took love... me back. <laughs> oh, he did. Great. Is he, did. is he available? <laughs> he is available. All right. Well, well, we'll try to get him on the line. Has Has your first love always been jazz, Derek? You know, my first love, believe it or not, has always been funk. I grew up in a house. My dad was playing Sly and the Family Stone. Um, I It would blare through the house. My dad would have these 15-inch woofers. He would play Marvin Gaye, Sly and the Family Stone, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And it, Earth, Wind, and Fire has always been my favorite band because when I heard Shining Star and um, – um, serpentine fire and I was like wow what is that I mean it's it was funk but there was so much fusion jazz going on that I immediately was like taken back like there's there was jazz it was pop it was funk and it was soul and and I was just and I would sit there as a kid looking at these album covers flipping it over and looking at just the art of it, like wow, how was Maurice White sideways? And I just couldn't, I just couldn't understand it. And I, mm-hmm. I was just, I was just blown away by it. So in the beginning, it was always funk and um, soul. Well, that's another lost art is album art. You know, it's just uh, with everybody just kind of downloading tracks off of iTunes or Amazon or something, you know, you're missing. I I miss the liner notes because you learn so much about what the band was thinking when they were writing this music and the art that was on the album. And, um, you know, I've talked about this before, you know, I, um, it's, I do it too. I go to iTunes. I download one song here and one song there. But really, you know, there's the art of the album. And I remember being locked in my room as a child with, you know, album after album after album. And 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 maybe the song that I bought the album for six months later wasn't the song that was my my most favorite anymore because you fell in love with the whole album. You've got to listen to the whole album, get to hear the whole journey, side A, side B. Um, and and and, you'd, and all these different songs would come up and be your favorite as as it progressed instead of just cherry picking now you know the one song the one song the one song we did, we're missing that whole album experience you know it would just take you on a journey it it really would and mm-hmm. you could you sit there and you read the story about who wrote it and and why 
And, you know, just speaking of jazz, when you asked what my first love was, when it, when it went from Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then I heard Santana. And that that really took me for a world that it went from Santana to George Duke to Earl Clue to Herbie Hancock. That's where the jazz came in. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where the jazz yeah, came well. in and listening to this stuff going, this is what I want to do. Yeah, it just led you, like you said, on a journey. Well, let's try to call. We'll just call Todd live and see if we can get him. Maybe we won't get a wrong number. One time I called got a wrong number. Sometimes that happens. We throw people on the air. Uh-oh. So hopefully yeah, exactly. this will be Todd. <laughs> Todd Brown. That's right. And hopefully Todd will answer. Hello? Todd. Yes. Hey, there he is. Third time to Todd Brown, he is the lead singer of Clientele, and he is, uh, this is not his first rodeo. Todd has been around. He is a master at what he does. He's worked with the best, been uh, worked with MC Hammer, been signed to Motown. Todd, it's great to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's it's, it's my pleasure. And, of course, we still have Derek on the line as well. So. Absolutely. What up? What's up, D? What's up, man? Hey, man. I, I first of all, I want to apologize. Um, Lori, I want to apologize to Lori and all the listeners. I told Todd one o'clock, and that was my mistake. <laughs> and I transposed <laughs> your phone number. We had called somebody, and it was the wrong number. So, <laughs> but uh, we, the good news is we have Mr. Brown on the line, and he, I mean, he's he's awesome. He is the um, the seasoning and the energizer bunny to this band, and he is everything to. The actual he rounds out who we are. Well, how did you guys meet? Oh, well, pr- uh, well, pretty much. This, this, Derek, Derek ain't telling the whole story now. Derek's my, he's my cousin. That's my cousin. That's my first cousin. So, so how we met? We met playing throwing Tonka toys and 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 fighting in the back room while our parents was having house parties. But so you're stuck together no matter what. Exactly. And should we really tell them the story about how we actually got into entertainment? Yeah, go ahead, D. No, I'm gonna let you tell it. I talked a lot. Well, well, you know, you know, in the early days of, of of when we were you know much younger kids and just kind of playing around, you know, our parents used to play, you know, James Brown, BB King, you know, Bobby Blue Band, the Manhattans, and different bands. And all through our family, we've always had people who were involved in music. And you know, my mother played in the church and. And Derek's uh, aunties and, and cousin, our uncle Daryl, which is um, he he played uh, around the world on on for Disney. So we always had a musical background around us. So when I was younger, and say I was about ten years old, I started doing what they call back then lip syncing, and you know imitating artists like Michael Jackson and and uh, Cab Calloway and James Brown. So I did that for many years and. And uh, Derek also got involved with doing that as well. And it was funny because we really didn't know that we both were going to eventually meet up like this and, and doing music, you know, as we've grown older. But back when we were even doing lip syncing, he was doing Prince of all people. Come on, he's doing Prince, man, you know. And, <laughs> and, and and he was doing this thing then. And then I would see him and we'd meet up and it's like we're standing there, I'm, I'm dressed like Michael Jackson. He's dressed like Prince, and we're looking at each other like, man, this <laughs> this is something that uh, we might be doing for for an extended part of our time, other than just doing this. And one day, you know, we should hook up and do something. And eventually, we did. As we as we got older, we we you know traveled a similar path. So here it is today. You know, years later, and we are now clientele, and and we're enjoying it. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, um, how, because you guys have really been surrounded your whole life by musicians, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of advice along the way. What is some of the best advice that, that you were given to, to kind of get you to where you are today? Oh, that's a really, really, really good question. But, you know, the best advice I had was, was you know, when I had my, my parents when I was younger doing a lot of uh, entertaining when I was uh you know, before I was even able to get into any type of a, a, a club or anything like that, I would, you know, my mother would basically be my manager, and she would just let me know that, you know, you don't, you don't want people to really see, you know, what you're what you're going to present yourself as when you're when you're on stage. So before you even come out on stage, before you even do anything, 
you know, lay low and always be humble and don't allow people to really know what you're going to actually do until it's time for showtime. So it's always about carrying yourself a specific way and always, you know, being a professional. And, you know, that always has stuck with me all the way to this day is that, you know, you can be very talented, and there's very talented people all over the world, but if you don't have an attitude of, of respect for other people and respect for the music and respect for the craft, it won't get you really, really far in the industry. So you kind of got to keep that line of respect, and you have to earn that respect as well, you know. Well, Mama always knows best, don't she? Absolutely, absolutely. For all those kids out there listening, listen to your mothers, because they really do have your best interests at heart. <laughs> now, you, you, I, I, I can just imagine you guys uh, dressed up like Michael Jackson and Prince and different things. And, you know, Todd, as as a lead singer, you're really right out there front. What's the craziest thing you've seen or heard while performing that wasn't you guys? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, there's many, 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 many stories, and I, I won't get into every single one, but one one does stand out particularly, and it's, and it's, it's, not, it's not really like it was really funny, but it, it was one of those things that make you go like, wow, we were performing yeah. at a, a gig, an Ocean, uh, Ocean Shores gig, and it was, it was um, up here in uh, Washington, and uh, it was a jazz festival. It was a classical jazz festival they had different flavors of jazz, you know, they had old school jazz, new new school jazz, they had, uh, you know, several different artists from everywhere, so we were performing, and basically, uh, we were doing a song, uh, and the name of the song at the time was, and it was called I'm So Excited, so you can imagine the feeling of the song, it was a very exciting song, and uh, we got to a part where we were hitting, you know, specific change in the song, and all of a sudden, the crowd just kind of looked one direction, and we looked over, and we saw it was a gentleman, uh, kind of elderly man, walking, and he fell, and he kind of hit hit his head, and we all kind of like ran to kind of his aid and kind of, you know, helped him stand up and help him get up. And when we got back up on stage, and everybody was like, you know, glad that he was okay. And we got back on stage, and no one really knew what to say. And it was kind of like, you know, he's okay or whatever. And Derek turns around and looks at the audience and grabs the mic and goes, okay, uh, give him a round of applause. And so everybody, everybody was clapping, but they were, like, looking like, why are we giving this man a round of applause? He he almost hurt himself bad. It was, so. very, it was very, very awkward. I mean, Lord, he was bleeding from his forehead, and it was like, uh, I mean, it was crickets. And I'm like, what do you do? Do you keep singing so excited? After this man just busted his head open, it's like, well, uh, yeah. You have to be prepared for anything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. What is your guys' favorite song to sing? Is it different for for both of you? Uh, Well, for me, uh, you know, I I like Love is Here to Stay. Um, It's just that type of song that, you know, everyone, you know, young or old could could identify with. Um, it's one of those songs that's appropriate at any venue that we're at. And it seems to be getting the most um, recognition as far as uh, songs about, you know, self-identification and, and, and relationships that people have been in, involved in. And Derek wrote that song. I remember when we did it, um, he said, man, this is going to be one of the songs, man, that wherever we're at, man, we... This is the one everybody's gonna love this song, and and it sure enough is is one of my favorite songs. What, what's your favorite song, D? I would have to say it's one of our instrumental fusion jazz songs, "Cuidando de los Negocio," which oh yeah. <laughs> and as a percussionist, I'm a percussionist. Um, I've been playing Latin percussion for about 25 years. Um, I like the high energy fusion jazz stuff. Um, even though I, I write. Um, and Todd slays the, the vocals. Um, it's always a crowd pleaser. It gets people up um, at any venue, whether it's a corporate gig or a festival or a private event. Um, anytime we play that song, it just it's a happy, high energy song, and people get up and they dance um, from little kids to the older people, and I, I just love it. That that's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that's and that's the song that we can say. Oh, let's let's open up the dance floor. We're gonna open up the dance floor, and it, it basically it literally gets people pulled up out of their seats because they can't they can't help but dance when they hear that song. It's got a good it's feel to it. Toe that's, Absolutely. that's one of my favorites too. I'm gonna take that back. That's another one of my favorites. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's got to be you, a great feeling when you see people re- being so responsive to you and and your music during a live event. I'll be honest, it, you know, sometimes we're up on stage and we know that we're like, man, we're, we're killing it. And sometimes people are just staring at you and, you and you think, oh, my God, are they not feeling it? And then after the show, they come up to you and they're like, oh, my God, where have you been? And we're like, really? We didn't think you liked it. And it's it's just funny how some people, you know, they read you, you read them differently. And, you know, just to let the listeners know, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Get out there and dance if we're out there, and don't be afraid to reciprocate that um, back because we, we feed off the crowd. We really, really do. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, that's, it's that energy that kind of goes out and bounces. You know, you, you guys are putting that energy out, and when, when it goes out, you want it to bounce back to you Absolutely. with that same energy that's, that, that's, uh, yes. that you just put out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, why don't you tell us about the rest of the people in your band? I, I know we have Todd on the line here, and he's the lead singer, and Derek is the band leader, and he does some vocals and, and the percussions, and, and there's other people in the band, too. Why don't you give them a shout-out? Go ahead, Todd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to give a shout-out to, to uh, Marvin Shields, Jr. That's our bass, bassist and music director, a.k.a. MSJR. Um, that is uh, one of the... Uh, what we like to say, the, the third uh, link to clientele um, because he, he is so much involved with a lot of, you know, how we approach music, how we approach oh, yeah. our, our our shows. And he's also very disciplined and, you know, because me and D and other people in the band, we like to kind of, you know, let our guards down and stuff. And he never really lets his guard down too much. But when he does, he, he keeps it in check. And we respect him a lot and uh, definitely uh, got to give, Marvin Shields, a shout-out, man. What's up? Big ups to Marv. And uh, also, uh, Curtis Seals, our keyboardist. Now, Curtis, uh, you know what I'm saying, he's from Syracuse, uh, New York, and he basically is uh, the seasoning of the band. You know, he does he does the keyboard playing. He's the guy that basically puts those undertones in our music. So give a big shout-out to Kurt. What's up with you, Kurt? I know you out there kicking it, man. So uh, we'll talk to you soon, my brother. And uh, Ivan... Ivan Payne, our drummer, um, he that that guy right there. He's a graduate. He's a graduate of Cornish College in the arts of uh, music in Seattle. He's very talented uh, musician um, as well as engineer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He that's 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 the guy right there, and he's um, very. I like to say he's the potency of the of the of the drums. So he always gives us some great rhythms, um, and he also. Um, he loves a lot of contemporary gospel music and R&B music as well. So he likes Fred Hammond, John P. Key, different artists like that. And then, of course, we have uh, the beautiful Christina Hope, our vocalist, uh, background vocalist. And uh, she is from originally from Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. but she is uh, here in the United States, you know, down here with us in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, she is a great, great, great addition to uh, clientele, great uh, vocalist, uh, and she just brings a lot to the band uh, as far as our performances. Um, and she has a, you know, her father played um, in a reggae band, so she has a kind of a background of musicians and music being in her family as well. Um, and then also, of course, Mr. D. Lockhart uh, on, on the phone right here, our percussionist band leader. Uh, you can't forget Walter Finch. Oh, well, we ain't gonna get Walt. That, come on, I gotta yeah. get the Walt last. That's my guy. Get the Walt last. And, and, and D, as he said, he probably already introduced himself. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that on the D at the end of this. And then Mr. Walter French, of course, our guitarist, um, very, very, very seasoned uh, player, um, and he just loves to just jam on stage. Like we can catch him. We always make fun of Walter. Like, why you got your eyes closed, Walter? Be playing, man. It might be, a, it might be, a, it might be some stairs on the side of the stage, man. We don't want to lose you, Walter. Man, keep your eyes open because he he feels hey, it that much. Just some background <laughs> on some of these guys, just past and present. Um, Christina Hope actually um, was born and raised um, 
she was actually born um, in her in Jamaica and moved to Canada. Um, she is not really prone to American music, so when she came, uh, she was really her background is calypso. So, but her flavor is really really jazzy, and at times we have to tell her. Okay, so we need you to give a little bit soul, a little bit more soul. But her voice is so soulful. And when she comes, and, and we've got a song called Do What You Say that her and Todd sang. And we have a, we have an album version, and we've got a remix, and I'm definitely going to get to you. Um, it's, I mean, with him and her together on it, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, Walter Finch actually played with Ryan Duncan, who is a Christian artist, um, a touring artist. And we have some former um, artists, uh, or pardon me, musicians who've actually played on the clientele's um, on our album. Um, they're no longer active, but they're still part of the clientele family. Um, our drummer, and he's also a keyboardist, um, Jamal Rockfella uh, Robinson. His dad is Marvin Craig, the bass player for um, Lakeside, um, who mm-hmm. actually contributed to the um, to the album as well. So we want to mm-hmm. acknowledge them too. Definitely, definitely. Well, you guys have such a, a a deep, rich musical history. It's it's no wonder that you're pumping out some fantastic music and really on the forefront of of this sound that's emerging once again in in this powerful sensation right out of out of Seattle. I'm really glad you guys are great representatives for that. I Thank hope you. big Thank things you happen so for you. Much. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Todd was being very modest. He didn't talk a lot about his history with um, in MC Hammer and the fact that he he worked with Michael Narada Walden, um, a very I mean, Grammy Award-winning um, songwriter. Um, Todd actually toured the world. He actually played for the King of Brunei. Um, he's, he's been on the Arsenio Hall show. Um, Todd has been around. He's, he's, he was actually on Death Row Records for um, a small stint. Um, that's the thing that we appreciate about Todd. Um, you know, he brings so much experience when we get to certain situations. I always bounce things off of him when I get excited about certain things. Or, hey, you know, we have an opportunity to do this, this, and this. He's been there. So I can bounce that mm-hmm. off of him. And he says, hey, you know what, when I was dealing with Hammer or when I was dealing with Suge Knight or when I, when I met um, uh, Michael Narada Walden, this is how it went down. When I was in contract negotiations at RCA, this is what happened with this. So it's it's just wonderful to have that kind of experience with us. Absolutely. It's priceless. Yeah. Oh, stop it, Derek. You're making me blush. I'm <laughs> blushing on the phone. <laughs> well, you know, Arsenio uh, is back, so you guys should reach yes, out to Arsenio. Absolutely. You know, if, you YouTube it, if you YouTube I'm, MC Hammer, you'll see Todd. In the background, um, what was the song that Hammer was performing on there? Oh, yeah, uh, it, it, it was when the it was one of the uh, quote unquote uh, Hammer albums when they said he kind of started changing his style a little bit when it was the It's All Good and the Funky Headhunter album um, and the Inside yeah, Out don't album. Don't stop, so right? It, don't stop. Yeah, don't stop. It's all good. You know, it was the remix with with uh, uh, the the late great Roger uh, Troutman. And basically, uh, Teddy Riley. You know, it, this is this. Those were the days when it was just like all about you know having fun and being on the dance floor. And that's what that's what we're trying to do right now. And that's what we're trying right. to uh, convey to people is that we're trying to bring back that good feel. That that the time when music just made you get up out of your seat and have a good time and 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 just dance the night away. And that's what we our focus is is feel good music. It's music for the soul. Uh, you know, it's it, it's sad that we have to bring that feeling back because it should never ever go away, and that's oh, I agree. you know that's what music is is all about. And you know, I was just talking to somebody about this uh, last week about you know during Prohibition there was there was it, 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 the depression was going on. We were about to go into a war. Things were bleak, but you know, yeah. out of these clubs was coming this music that was giving people hope. And they were still, you know, they didn't have alcohol. They were finding alcohol. and But the, 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 there was this whole underground happiness that was going on, even though the world situation wasn't that great. We'd come out of a world war. We were going into another one. There's all kinds of, you know, problems. But music was driving, the big driving force leading the way out of that. And uh, I, I just can't Absolutely. say enough about Absolutely. About and and music music is 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 what brings so, people like you said it brings them out of the 
the state of mind of wherever they're whatever they're going through, it, whether it be you know very bad or or very good or celebrating or or uh, just trying to get through the day. If you think about the troops overseas, you know a lot of them will will write letters back saying, "Send me some music, send me a new CD, send me something where I can have a piece of home." out there while they're fighting for our country. It's things like that that kind of keeps keeps us going and trying to create just good feel music, uh, pure music, you know, no, no uh, you know, auto-tune and different things like that. And we don't take anything away from that. You know, I'm a huge fan of all different types of genres of music and different styles. But when you get – it's something about getting somebody in a room and it's, you know, several musicians on stage, just the musicians and just the – the crowd and it's just that's all it that's all it takes to create a happy scene and that's what we're kind of into is creating a pure sound of music and a pure joy of that music. Doesn't get any better than that. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to have you on. I'm going to go out today with Love Is Here to Stay. Can can one of you kind of give me a little background on that song? TV. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that that song is a beautiful song that that. Uh, we were sitting down here and uh, in the studio, and uh, I was just throwing together kind of a beat. And Derek had came over, and we were kind of doing some things. And he said, "You know what? I got something for that." And he sat there and wrote that song. Literally, he wrote that song in about five minutes, and he took it home that evening and came back with the whole song was done and everything was done on it. And I sang that song literally that same day. He brought back those lyrics, and. That's what you're going to be hearing is Love is Here to Stay. That is a product of a day and a half of effort, um, but a collaboration of the entire band, clientele. Love is Here to Stay. We love you all. Thank you guys for listening. I wrote it about my wife is what I did in the past relationship. That's your wife. pretty easy. Wow. People can stay up with you on your website, though, clientele.com. Absolutely, clientele.com. A-L-Y-N-T-E-L, right? Dot com. And if you don't mind, if no one's busy and you're, in, and you're in Washington State, please come out and see us October 5th. We will be at Louis G's. It's in Fife. Um, we'll be, it's the Family Affair Tour show that we're trying to turn into a tour. There are two other amazing acts, the E. Pruitt Band and uh, Rhyme Cartel Artist, which is Sir mix album, or pardon me, a record label, uh, Tamika Williams, um, amazing vocalist, um, soul artist, We'll be there as well. Um, I believe the show starts at eight. Tickets are just seven bucks for three amazing wow. acts, October fifth. Again, just clientshow.com to get all the information. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, Laura, you know we got you VIP the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I will try to get over there and see you guys. I would really, really love to do that because I've just heard great things about live performances. I mean, you come across on on the on the uh, digital uh, downloads. Wonderfully, but I heard that's nothing, nothing compared to the live show. So October fifth, I'm going to try to be there, and I encourage everybody to come out. We'll we'll have a great night. We'll bounce some of that good energy right back to you. Sounds great. Yes, Thank you yes. so much for having us. Thank you. <laughs> it was a- absolutely my pleasure. Todd Brown, Derek Lockhart, there was the great band clientele. Look them up, support them, buy their music, but get out to a live show and buy their merch and support support. Great musicians doing wonderful things. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Thank, Thank you. Have a, good, have a good one. Love this here to stay. And here we go. Yeah. 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.